This week on Show Me Your News, Project M's Apex exclusion and new release in the Smash Brothers update, Nintendo Direct confirms Majora's Mask 3DS, and the quality control on holiday video game releases are discussed. Also, the impending and expensive Nintendo Day, Video Game Award season is upon us, Smash Brothers on TI-83 Calculators is our Hilarity of the Week, and much more. How will we be able to handle Super Smash Brothers for Wii U and Pokemon Omega Ruby Alpha Sapphire in the same day? Hey, Gaming World, I implore you to... Show me your news! And now, coming through your speakers and into your ears, it's the gaming podcast that you all know and love. It's... Show me your news! Your favorite Super Smash Bros. Brawl podcast from 2007 continues to cover the latest in the video game industry at ShowMeYourNews.com. Now, let's join the show. Welcome! Punch! Welcome to Show Me Your News, the pinnacle for delivering and debating the gaming news that matters the most to you. Rumor-filled gossip, hardware blunders, or upcoming releases. If it relates to video games, we want to talk about it. I am Yoko, but you can call me Peter, and I have been getting an award show ready. I am Solaroth, but you can call me Miles, and I just noticed how British Rachel gets when she says her intro. Thank you. I am Evie, but you can call me Rachel, and I'm getting over jet lag again for the second time in a week. (laughs) And no five guys to cure it. (laughs) <laughs> nope, no five guys to cure it, and I'd rather be still in the uh, still in the Eastern time zone, much preferably. That is true. It is the, it is the better time zone, let's put it that way. Oh, yeah. Well, we are part of the SMYN network at showmeyournews.com, and our top stories today for episode 172 of the podcast. On Sunday, November 16th, 2014, we start in the Smash Brothers update, Wii U version of Super Smash Brothers, only several days away. We'll talk about some of the stage updates, but mostly the talks will be on Project M and some interesting developments happening there with the game's future and the latest release of the game. We finally got a Nintendo Direct and a game that has been long believed to be destined to occur has finally been confirmed. We'll talk about that. A Mm -hmm. disturbing trend in the game industry where games are not being completed properly for holiday releases. We'll talk about that. The hilarity of the week... You remember those TI-83 graphing calculators in school? Of course you do, at least if you were in America. You won't believe what game has been put on that. We have stories in our story pool, games that are out recently. We'll talk about what we've been playing the past couple weeks, and we'll wrap things up with YouTube video recommendations. We have a big show coming up next week. You know, some plans that if you go to patreon.com slash SMYN network and you know, contribute enough to hear the raw recording of this here podcast, you get to hear us talking amongst ourselves about it. There are some interesting plans, hopefully, in the works. And uh, so we're you know, having this show a couple weeks after our Yomacon episode. And just the three of us. So how's everyone been? Pretty good. I want to go back to America now, please. Yeah. yeah work. Lot... Sleep. Work. <laughs> sleep. Video games. Project work. Work. <laughs> sleep. <laughs> sleep. Project them. Project <laughs> them. And uh, PM. Yeah. Oh, shit. <laughs> Living that adult life. Well, let's yeah. start talking Smash, and this past couple of weeks, I think most of the focus has been on some stages in the Wii U version. 
Um, That's my favorite thing to talk about. Yeah, it, it's very interesting. I think the one that, you know, if any of them surprised us the most, it would be the Yoshi's Woolly World stage. Uh, something that wasn't even talked about in the 50 Fact Extravaganza. But wasn't it shown briefly? I think it was shown briefly, but, you know, we were seeing the stage in kind of, you know, stills, and we see a couple images, actually. This is apparently a stage that they put in pretty late in development, which makes sense considering the game, you know, being announced, essentially, at this past E3 several months ago. But you got to think of, you know, what knowledge did you know, Sakurai and the team have access to inside Nintendo. I, I think it's a great thing to have it in there. I would have almost expected this as a DLC stage, but if it's coming right on the, the disc... All the more power. It looks great. It sort of reminds me a little bit of Yoshi's Story on the Nintendo 64. Mm-hmm. A, little a little bit. bit. I mean, it's sort of like a mixture. It's as if Yoshi's Story and Little Big Planet had a baby. Yeah. And yeah. this is what happened. Yeah. You could describe that as just, you know, the Yoshi's Woolly World game that's being slated for 2015 in general. It's a good way to describe that, absolutely. Uh, well, yeah, I suppose. You're, you're a PC player. Uh, you don't have necessarily a setup for consoles, so it's, it's fine. It's, you know, the more. You know, rounded experiences and exposures that we get here on the podcast. Uh, but yeah, this is going to be a Wii U game, and it's really cool to see a stage being developed after it. Though, Miles, the, the walk-offs. The walk-offs uh, are strong in this one. Yeah, the walk-offs are strong in this one. I mean, this was immediately banned on first notice. Uh-huh. Uh, walk-offs are just banned, by and large, because of camping. There's no reason not to camp the walk-offs, either. Mm-hmm. Uh, you generally so, have shorter blast zones on the edges yeah. in those cases. So so I'm just looking at the stage, it looks nice. Mm-hmm. I would like to play 8-player Smash here, because that'd be <laughs> interesting. Because then you finally have more than a reason to not to basically not camp the walk-offs, because you have seven different people who can overpower you on a walk-off. Right. Oh, I don't yeah. know if it's, you know, certainly not Hyrule Temple Big, which was also discussed. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, showing the eight-player smash on that. We're also seeing the Woohoo Island stage, uh, which we again we had seen, you know, part of it because it's it's different than the Pilot Wings stage. Important distinction there. So Very similar though, it, it is similar in a lot of ways. But you know, going to different places there on Woohoo Island. So you have the the jet ski, or as soccer called, the power cruising race. You get that screenshot of shirtless Shulk on the beach with. Zero Suit Samus in her briefs suit. I think, I think he's really feeling it there. Oh, yeah. he, he's really feeling really it. Really bad jokes from me all around. <laughs> I'm here all week. Take really, really feeling it stuck in the ground. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's when he has to sort of like, you know, roll on his front because he looked at Zero Suit, Zero suit Samus for too long and <laughs> nice. things happened. He just yeah. wanted to bury himself out of Now she can feel the Monado's power. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I see it. <laughs> and of course, Mario Circuit, because it's not going to be confusing at all to have Mario Circuit from Brawl, and also this new Mario Circuit, which is based off of Mario Kart 8. So, of course, the course, of course, the course, of course flips course. upside down. Yeah. Um, I do like this Mario this Circuit one. I do. The Mario Kart 8, uh, for as anyone who is listening for it with competitive in mind, Mario Kart 8, banned. Mm. Uh, Woohoo Island, counterpick. Okay, I could see a counterpick on Woohoo Island for sure. We had Delfino Plaza as a counterpick in Brawl for a long time. But there are a couple of problems with it that I can see it becoming banned before too long. Mm-hmm. So early counterpick, then banned. Hmm. Because uh, if you look at the jet ski portion, it's got long walls, swimmable section, 
and you can stand on the little edges there, kind of like the, the buoy kind of section, and kind of camp that PS1 style from Melee. Yeah. But only, but on both sides, which just puts it at a, just a, a really bad place. Mm-hmm. I mean, other small things that Sakurai talked about, you know, the, the jackpot opportunity is one of the events. It uses coin mode. You have more types of uh, the Master Core, which we knew about from the 3DS version. Mm-hmm. Also, you know, seeing the videos, he <laughs> takes a shot at the video quality of online streams is not always the best, though. Luckily, mm-hmm. you can watch them as they're meant to be seen. But I think it's also worthy to point out that, you know, for one of the updates, he said, you know, today you can preload the game. And this is Nintendo trying to take a more accepting role of online purchases. You know, having the eShop be browsable and purchase games online on a browser, uh, that was a big change that recently happened. Having the ability to preload the games if you're buying digitally, you know, starting with certain titles, but, you know, they're probably looking to expand that in the future. You know, load the game and then it's locked until a certain time and then you can play it. Though it makes me think, uh, Miles, your thoughts on how many people would actually buy Super Smash Bros. for Wii U digitally? If I didn't already have put down a pre-order on it, mm-hmm. I would have purchased it digitally. Interesting. But then I thought about it some more and this Wii U does not particularly belong to me. Huh. <laughs> it belongs to my roommate. Yeah. And I'm, then I thought to myself... No, that'd be a dumb idea. Yeah. So, yeah. if you own your own Wii U, and it's not like a family Wii U, it is yours, digitally makes the most sense. You don't have to worry about your disc, hmm. you only have to worry about your system, and if you play competitively, you can bring it places and you don't have to worry about a blasted thing. But, you know, eventually your Wii U might break, eventually, you know, the good thing about having a physical copy is that you only need a Wii U that works to play it. Yeah. If your Wii U breaks, you have to get a new Wii U and then transfer all your stuff on there. And eventually, you know, Nintendo's going to stop supporting the Wii U. Right. So if you have a Wii U that has it digitally on there and it breaks, you're out of luck. Right. You don't, you don't get to bring the, your, all your stuff into it. You either have to find someone to fix it or you're done. Yeah, for some of these bigger games, I'm a little hesitant to do the digital purchases on console. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's why I have you know the Wii U disc for 3DS. It made perfect sense. It's you know on your system, you have it loaded on there, and then you have another cartridge that you can play in there. So you can you know switch to Smash to whatever you have loaded in your cartridge, and Smash is not always taking up your cartridge slot in your 3DS. It was a little different for over here because of. Um... With Nintendo UK Store, hmm. you get the uh, cartridge version. It came with a free T-shirt and right. sweatband. So, of course, it you know that made more sense for me to get the cartridge version that way. Otherwise, I'd probably gone for digital download as well. That's true. That's true. Mm-hmm. So and then you yeah. ended up getting a little early too. So I did. I got it a day early. It was great. I mm-hmm. got the game a day early and I played it a day early, and it was very fun. Um, but because I, I'm definitely pick up, picking up my 3DS more than I thought I would do. Mm-hmm. I mean, I used to be really heavy on console gaming and things, and the 3DS is sort of like helped me reestablish my love for coming away from the PC sometimes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and Smash sort of helped me with that. So yeah, just the fact that you were like, ah, oh, finally got away from my PC. Whip out 3DS. Yeah, <laughs> get away from technology. Onto another piece of technology. No, I meant gaming in general. Like you know, I'm always gaming on my computer. I meant you know, mm. getting getting on getting on gaming on a different machine. I'm glad that Nintendo's starting to adapt 
a more digital environment and do things like this that you know the other companies have embraced for a little while longer. But I'm still a little hesitant, and I think they need some more time to prove themselves to me before I go and do something like that with the bigger games. And plus, you know, there is still something to be said about holding the physical media, though it's not something that will probably last for too much longer in the years to come. I suppose, you know, if you have the physical media and then you've played it for a while, you've completed it and then get bored of it, at least then you can sell it on. That's true. That is true. Yeah, Nintendo's certainly not about to adapt a system of trading in games and values. They're they're not that far along yet for digital goods. Not at all. (laughs) Let's talk Project M, though, uh, because we'll get to talking about the hype that is November 21st, uh, soon later in the show. But let's talk Project M because it's a very big thing in terms of Smash news that happened this, these past couple weeks. And, and I'll be completely quiet because I don't play Project M, excuse me. <laughs> to be honest, <laughs> I have not gotten to play the latest version either. But Miles, this is a big deal to you. Uh, and with the first story when it comes to Apex, uh, I guess you had kind of the inside scoop of it and you were going to tell I, us about this a little I, bit earlier. I was going to tell you about this. I'm not going to say everything I know about the situation because I actually do know just about everything about the situation. But, you know, there's certain things that you only can disclose and certain things you can't. So, understand. Number one thing I can disclose is I knew about this long before uh, it was actually announced. Mm. By about a week and a half? About a week? Wow. And I'm surprised I even figured found this out because I just had met with the organizer from apex by chance and we got to talking with a couple other smashers and he mentioned offhand that this was the last project m tournament that he was going to be um doing wow i was just like wait but you're the guy who does apex and i didn't i didn't you know push it any further but i walked away from it uh te- texting uh you peter yeah saying that uh so no pm at uh, apex and I was on an elevator in Las Vegas. I'm like, wait, what do you mean? <laughs> yeah. I kind of was talking about it on my Twitter a little bit. Uh, very vague terms because, you know, when you have that kind of information, what do you do with it? Yeah, right. Uh, so I just decided that, you know, if someone asks me, I'll probably tell them. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm a PM player, so this information all only, you know, ticked me off, really. And knowing the reasons doesn't really excuse it. It's the same reasons that I was angry at a certain player at one tournament. That I can't really say so much about it because if I say too much, then I give everything away. Hmm. As far as it not being at Apex, I've been really disappointed by some people in the community. And I don't even know if this is really a quote-unquote in-the-community thing. This could be just trolls. Because hmm. right. we've been seeing this all over the internet for the last month thanks to Gamergate and stuff like that. Of course. Uh, the death threats and all that. None of that is okay at all. Why would you even? I'm upset with you, therefore I'm going to say I'm going to do bodily harm yeah, to you? Yeah, what? Yeah, it's still so, so dumb. Yeah. It just makes me want to go, you need to go outside. You need to be sectioned. <laughs> so you need to I be, would, Jesus. I wouldn't, I wouldn't go that far. I mean, just yeah. life priorities. Like I was also reading another article where it was, uh, it was a Kotaku feature about some guy in Brazil who just had this almost right. seemed obsession against, yeah. you know, bad-mouthing Anita Sarkeesian. Yeah. And it's just like when you're making multiple you know, YouTube accounts or just social media accounts in general to agree with the point you're making, 
maybe your point in the first place isn't a very good one. <laughs> so no Project M at Apex 2015. The mm-hmm. speculation that people it's are having is that it is likely that with Smash Brothers for Wii U, Nintendo has taken notice of the Smash Brothers competitive community with the events that have been run in the past. Indeed, they would like to see a better feature of Super Smash Brothers for Wii U having a presence at this tournament. Thus, they cannot necessarily associate themselves with a fan-made community mod, an amazing one at that. Yeah. But they cannot associate themselves on a business sense if they are, say, perhaps sponsoring Apex 2015. They can't associate themselves with that. And that makes total sense if you think about it from a business perspective. I, I don't 100% agree with that because, like, you can sponsor an event without, you know, sponsoring everything at the event. Because, mm-hmm. you know, Nintendo has sponsored things in the past that ran Project M on the side or stuff like that. Like, Nintendo does, has sponsored events that had Street Fighter 4. They don't have Street Fighter 4 on basically anything except for 3DS. Mm-hmm. At <laughs> the same like, time, they don't want to say, shut this down. The, the last thing that Nintendo wants to do to damage the community perception of them is to hand out a cease and desist on Project M. So, like, that's the last thing that they want to do. And out of the two options of if they had to either throw out that cease and desist or just say, please don't have it at this tournament that we're sponsoring, like, that's all we're asking, you'll take the latter. Yeah, or you could say, no, we don't need your sponsorship. There is that alternative as well. Mm. And that is that is the conclusion that some people in the Smash community are making. It's great to have Nintendo try and go for it, uh, go for Smash competitive scene, but, you know, it's one of those things, we've come so far without them, and we've gotten so much respect, you know, without them, that this just seems like a push in, the, in a weird direction, that's like, are we just suddenly saying that everything Nintendo says we should just go with now? Because mm. they've done a lot of things we don't agree with in the past, so... That's an interesting point, and and I I appreciate your perspective as someone who plays Project M Mm. exclusively and competitively, but at the same time, you know, from a bit of, you know, someone who is generally involved in the community does not, you know, play competitively, but wants to see the competitive community grow, I think to have that sort of association with the Nintendo brand, I think when you've come so far... You want to have, gonna have to do of... a lot more to impress me than just sponsor uh, the biggest tournament that we have. Mm-hmm. Like they need to start like holding their own events that aren't just like oh we did an invitational and we did a big thing to. It's like these are all promotions for their game. I want to see them put it out there and go like, here's an on the 3ds tournament that we're running. I haven't mm-hmm. seen that. I've only seen promotions and it's like get hype, buy our game, get hype, buy our game. I want to see them go. All right, our game is out. Here's us putting money down, putting time down, putting resources down to running a tournament and helping. Right mm-hmm. now, I'm not seeing that. I'm not seeing that, and that's why I don't want. I, I don't want Nintendo, you know, kind of forcing things down people's throats like this. Mm. If that is the way. If that is the case, you know, we're we're not supposing. We're, we're not just... supposing. We're not saying that is what it is. It's just you know, if that's true, I don't want it to be true. Mm-hmm. For that reason. Though I think the most disgusting thing to come out of it all is some of the Smash community reaction to it. 
And it all boils down to that, you know, for, for Show Me Your News to be a podcast that started in the speculative pre-hype of Super Smash Brothers Brawl, and an argument that ultimately devolved into three words, Brawl versus Melee, or Melee versus Brawl, whichever way around that you want to say it, it's this whole idea that some Smashers seem to have of my way or my game is the only way to play the game of Smash Brothers, and everyone else is doing it wrong, or you're not allowed to have the fun that I am. Some of the reaction that's come out in regards to this news of Project M not being at Apex, some people be like, oh yeah, well, well Project M sucks anyway. Project uh-huh. M is, isn't the real way to play Smash Brothers because, you know, Super Smash Brothers for Wii U, that's, that's the new way. Project M is it's fake and it's, it's just not, not the good way. Not good. <laughs> yeah, that's a, that's a pretty good way to put it because that's the way some of these comments have gone. And if you think, if you think he's, like, strawmanning this or, you know, oh, well, everything's like that, read some of the comments. It, go, to these, go to these and read the comments and you will see that, you know, when we tried to get Melee to Evo, that whole one unit thing, that doesn't exist. Mm-hmm. That this this is like we have seen some severe like hate on PM and people are crawling out of the word work to just to say, Well, it's not a real Smash game, so why should it even be there? Outside like, oh, of the fact that Or you why know, is why is Brawl back in the mix? Regular Brawl is the worst. Mm-hmm. I can see really good competitive aspects to Brawl. Surprise, surprise, I might dislike the game, but I can I was like right there, you know really hyped for Brawl Grand Finals last year at Apex, which I attended. Mm-hmm. I was really hyped for Nairo. I was so in his corner. I was cheering him on. and I'm, They were showing, like, amazing spacing. If you know anything about Smash, you could really enjoy what was going on right there. Even though it was Meta Knight Dittos, you could really enjoy what was going on. It sucks so bad to watch him only get, like, 15 seconds to enjoy his win at the biggest national for Smash Brothers Brawl before they rushed him off the stage to get Melee because everyone was all hyped for Melee. Mm. Melee's hype, don't get me wrong, but oh my god, guys, where is the cohesive Smash Brothers community? Why do we have so much hate for each other's games, is what I'm saying. Yeah, and I think Strongbad put it really well in a, in a post mm-hmm. that was on Smashboards about Project M. Uh, so go give that a read. Uh, it's just, yeah, the d- divisiveness has to stop. It, you're welcome to your opinion. You don't have to like a particular game. But if you're going to continue as a Smash community that continues to become on a more public stage with these bigger tournaments, with the possible of a future partnership with Nintendo, should that happen? If that's going to happen, if you continue to try to make it as a you know, public, legitimate fighting game community, you can't have these, these petty things that happen. When you look at, say, the Street Fighter community, different game, entirely different game, but you don't see the immediate, you know, saying that, oh, Street Fighter Third Strike Alpha, whatever, is so much better than Street Fighter 4, or Super Street Fighter 4 is way worse than the original Street Fighter or any of these opinions. But yet, you throw the strongman argument out there of Melee versus Brawl or things like this. And that's what some people see when it comes to the Smash Brothers community. And if you think that it's really disgusting how some people just say, oh, well, Smash Brothers is for babies and all that. Stop having juvenile arguments like this. I love how much you could just, like, 
round. <laughs> Sarah's it's, business is going down and Pete's pissed. <laughs> it's a passionate subject to all of us with Smash Brothers. For those who have started this podcast and seen it come a long ways, and those who have deep roots in this community, in this game series, and to see it start to come a little bit undone by something like this, you don't need that. Unfortunately, sometimes that's people of the internet, though. So I'm curious about your perspective then, Rachel, as someone who plays and likes Smash Brothers games, but, you know, kind of an outside perspective. Like, when you see these kind of arguments, like, well, Project M isn't a real Smash Brothers game, or, you know, Melee Rocks Brawl sucks, or, or things like this. I mean, how mm-hmm. does that come across to you? Well, it is very petty, in my opinion. You know, if, if, you have an, if you have a negative opinion towards something like, say, Project M, let's go on Project M first. You know, it's not an officially released Nintendo game, Project M, because it's helped, like, you know, people help develop it and everything like that. You know, who gives a shit? Because people are putting their creative knowledge into trying to put some improvements in a game, which is, you know, it's still good. You know, fair enough, it might be better to some people than others. But if there's some things that people can do proactively to make it better, then why hit against that? I mean, they're just sort of putting a few changes in. You don't have to play it, so why do you feel like you need to voice your anger issues away at a game that you you don't even wanna you don't even wanna play because you don't think it's a real game? Is there a point to your logic for wanting to just rant on the internet? Are you really that lonely? Do you need someone to give you attention? That's pretty much what stuff like that boils down to. Sorry to anybody who's listening to that and goes, Oh, she doesn't know anything about me and I'll run as much as I like. That's the kind of people <laughs> that need the attention on the internet and getting the whole point across of, My opinion's better than everyone else's because I said so sort of thing. I'm all high and mighty and you mean nothing sort of. I get really annoyed at people like that. I've been one before. I'm not going to, it's a bit hypocritical sometimes for me to say stuff like that. And I get the whole, I'm going to put my point across because I think I'm important and I want the attention side of it. And it is really dumb and it is really immature and I have been there. Don't fucking do it. Fucking keep your mouth shut. (laughs) You haven't got something nice to say about the game and other people like it. Leave them the fuck alone. Play a game that you want to play. Simple. Just go do it. (laughs) Miles, Um, any final thoughts on this subject that, you know, obviously means a lot to you and, you know, ways that you make money and the like. Honestly, I feel as in the long run, I need to see more from more from the community. Apex needs to stop being our only biggest tournament of the year. We need to see bigger tournaments, national tournaments in more places. Big House has been a pretty good one. I really like CEO as well. That one in the Florida tournament. And I want to see things that really want me to be drawn out to like places like California and stuff like that. Genesis, back in the day. Back in the day. That is reaching back in the day. <laughs> Genesis and Genesis 2. But those were the you know West Coast big nationals. So where are our other nationals? Why are we relying so much on just Apex? Why are we relying so much on something that can be targeted and in this way nipped in the bud so quickly? If we had more big places, big tournaments, then I feel like this wouldn't even be a big deal. Right. Because uh, then it's like, oh, then it's not on Apex. We'll see how it, you know, how Project M shows at another big national tournament. It's not going anywhere, especially with the new release. Right. And, and Project M is certainly not dead. They just came out with the new 3.5 
release. Uh, Miles, you're the only one of us to yep. play the game so far, though I am looking to give it a try. I already have it downloaded here, sitting on my desktop. What are your impressions so far? And maybe give a, a quick little rundown. Quick little rundown on the uh, the big changes for those that aren't necessarily aware. I think one of the biggest changes is the bottom seven. If you don't know what that means, it's the uh, stage list. There are on the first page there are twenty one stages. The top row, the middle row, the bottom row. The bottom row has always been considered the starters, and this time they've put forward the bottom row, and final destination is not on it. Mm. So what we have on the bottom row is... I actually don't have it open right now, so I'm trying to remember everything, but I believe it's Yoshi's Story from Melee, Smashville, Pokemon Stadium 2. Let's just get down to the, down to the weird one. Distant Planet. Ooh. It's been changed. I don't particularly agree with the change because they took away the stone dais platform thing that they used to have mm-hmm. and replaced it with a distant planet kind of tree trunk looking thing. Okay. Doesn't look that great. <laughs> it uh, looks a little blurry. And the stump is really weird looking and it's got this weird angles, these weird lips that aren't particularly bad unless you go down because it'll, it's shaped like an actual trunk. So it kind of spreads out at the bottom. And uh, some characters who have vertical recoveries or something like that, if they go down too far and they start go slipping out from the slope and they try to recover, they won't make it to the edge all of a sudden simply because the game has now forced them away from the edge more, further than normal. Yeah. So it's a very weird design. The stage is a little smaller, so it can play in singles. It's, a, it's a considered a much larger stage in singles. It's kind of got that dreamland, which is still a starter. But uh, the biggest one that for me was just seeing that Final Destination had been popped off. It's now considered a second row. Okay. So that's really interesting to me. I love stages. I love talking about stages. Stages are fantastic because there's so much more to stages and picking stages than even some matchups because they swing matchups so absurdly sometimes. Yeah. Even if it's just a change in, you know, whether or not I can full hop and use my side B and cancel it on the platform above me. Yeah. It's really, really interesting stuff. But as far as the full game, I've been running through, playing with the debug mode. It's really interesting. And noticing some things that I've never noticed before. Like uh, Charizard's up air is the silliest looking thing in the world. <laughs> his, his jaw becomes so unhinged before the attack. It, it grows to twice its size and then unhinges like a snake. <laughs> it's really funny looking. And something I never noticed about his back air is that he does a 360 spin before he comes out of it. But mm. it, the 360 spin is within four or five frames. Wow. Looking at a fraction of a second. So he spins around and th- swings his tail out. And I, I, I watched it happen and then I did it at real time and I still couldn't see it. It was so <laughs> crazy. I'm just like, that's a thing in there? <laughs> and uh, my favorite thing beyond everything is because when you turn on the hitboxes in debug mode, you can see different things. For some reason, Donkey Kong's giant punch, the hitboxes on his fist, I expected. The hitbox on his dick, <laughs> I did not. <laughs> If you go into Project M, you throw out a giant punch, pause it, frame advance, look, he's got a hitbox on his dick. 
it's <laughs> it's small, but it's there. There's a hitbox there. Rachel, it's almost like when we were playing through Wind Waker HD, we discovered that Link oh, had a dick. Yeah. You're just going through a tight space, and you just see the little point that's pointing down in the middle, going from left to right as you crawl. Between his legs. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> in glorious high definition. Oh, oh yeah, God. Plank, plank through... Character hot swapping on the fly is kind of fun, but you can't really do it when you're firsting someone <laughs> mm. because the game will you just give up trying to load you, and then they're just like standing there going, "What do I do?" <laughs> but and then no, the game new, will no new characters out. in this game. No new characters. Lots that of was alternates. somewhat of a surprise. Yeah, I I got the the skinny some time ago about which character was the most closest to being finished, and I'm surprised he didn't make it in. Yeah, there is talk of some characters that are in the works, whether it was through, you know, some leaked or, you know, conversation or footage or what have you. And it's, we won't disclose that here, but it's really interesting to see the the possibles that Mm. that could happen. So maybe two future iterations there. Yeah. Um, But lots of alternate costumes look very good. Lots of alternate costumes. Some of them kind of annoy me. Ike and Marth have really cool armor and noble lord things, and Roy got nothing. <laughs> Roy got another a costume that looks kind of weird, but, like, I was expecting a little bit more from, like, give me more alternate team colors. Mm, yeah. Like, you have these. The lords are amazing. Although, I'm hoping that a 3.521, whatever, 3.6, <laughs> comes out very soon, because there are some very apparent bugs and issues mm. that I've noticed right off the bat. Namely, Ike's armored blue team color has a big red cape. Mm. So if you're up against a red team, it looks like there's one blue guy running around and three red guys. Because even though Ike's armor's blue, his red cape is much more dynamic than he is. Yeah. Well, and they were they were crashing hard to finish it on time, and mm. they especially made the point that Despite this Apex news, uh, that did not, you know, impact really the timing. Like they had set this mid-November timing. Mm-hmm. Uh, granted, it was I think delayed a little bit from what they originally would have liked to do. They were I think even trying to get it out for Big House Four, but you know they had delayed it and they set a date, you know, long in advance. You know, no connection between this Apex news and then the release of this yeah. game. So I had reached out to the PMDT um, after finding Dev out. Dev team, yeah, yeah. I had reached out to them after learning the what ha- was going on with Apex and why, and I asked them simply if they knew why. And they said no, and I told them, okay. Yep, <laughs> I did not let them know. know. I did not tell them the reason why, but uh, they have no idea why that happened. Mm. They still don't, like everyone else, know why. Mm-hmm. So don't go out there and go like, oh, they, they're just doing this lip service. They don't know. I'm like, I know why. I need to know if you guys know why. They do not know why. So Simple I did enough. not tell them. Simple enough. Believe what they said. They had actually came out with a post when they released 3.5 detailing Apex as well. Like, we didn't know. This is not a response. Just enjoy your game. Yeah. Get hyped for uh, All-Star Versus, other though. Than that, oh, yeah. All-Star Versus I have played a bit of. Uh, stamina is hilarious. <laughs> Normal knockback with no boundaries is hilarious. Because you fly, like, once you've taken, like, 158 damage with the HP, you're technically at 150% as well. Mm -hmm. If you have, like, I mean, basically that. 
So if you get like need by Falcon, you will fly to the right and teleport to the left. And you'll fly <laughs> by again. <laughs> so there have been times where I need someone and they flew to the right, teleported to the left, we're fly- still flying and I need them to the left and they teleport- went off to the left and teleported off the right. It became a ping pong game. And then you throw turbo on top of that, which they introduced in 3.0. Yeah. You can spam in a turbo all-star. all-star. <laughs> For uh, for a lot of fun, Stamino Turbo All Star with full random team. Mm. Full random team. That's hype. I I remember talking about that when All Star this versus yep, came out. And they're when like they, when they showed off All Star, they did not show off any random. So I'm like, there's no way that's gonna happen. And then when it came out, there's random sitting right in front of me. I'm like, I'm cool with this. That's amazing. And my team random has not been defeated yet. Nice. Good but, uh, job, my, Project M deck my, team. You guys rule. My my, my team. Falcon Ganondorf day to day Falcon died oh. very quickly <laughs> and then and then turned around and four stacked so the same person who beat me so I felt pretty good about that. Let's but, talk uh, Nintendo Direct engine, though. It's oh, it's it's fine, been fine, fine. a good week for Nintendo news in the past couple weeks. Mm-hmm. I was sitting on an airplane coming back from Las Vegas to Detroit, and like the plane was supposed to take off, you know, just shortly after. You know, 2 o'clock Eastern Time, which is when... Or sorry, no, 2 o'clock Pacific Time, because it was out, in, out west. And, you know, I'm, I'm keeping current on my phone, and I've got you know, Twitter up there. It's like, I, someone posts something from Nintendo Directors, follow that Twitter feed, and everyone's just like, Majora's Mask 3D! It's happening! Oh, Majora's Mask! Oh, my God! I'm like, hmm, this is already off to a good start. The hype is real for me. I like it, precious. I do like the remakes of the Zelda games on there. I've not actually completed Majora's Mask before. Mm-hmm. I never actually owned the game on the N64 like I did the Ocarina of Time, so yeah. I'm very much looking forward to actually completing it on a legit right. sort of basis rather yeah. than, um, <clears throat> you know, uh, emulating. <clears throat> <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> but, I mean, Ocarina of Time 3D with uh, the team that worked on that, you have to think, like... When Majora's Mask was such a quick turnaround, just using all of like the different Ocarina assets and making new you know, dungeon design, like it had to be done. We knew it was coming. There is, you know, hints in Link Between Worlds when you had the Majora's Mask on the wall, and then you can merge with the wall and go right behind it. It's like, ah, it's like you're wearing Majora's Mask. There had been, you know, talks with Aegon and Louis said like it's you know, something we're interested in. To finally get it confirmed, it, it feels good for those who have been begging for it. And it also feels good to be in Europe because we get the special edition. You should sure like they I like how they, they just showed off the fact that the Gargantuan Mask Fish Georg fight. Like, look! The camera isn't shit! <laughs> <laughs> Georg! Just like they, they took out like a section of the video just to show you, like, look, you can do this boss fight now. <laughs> yes, yes. Not see things. There's not color. We fixed it. So Yay. yeah, that that collector's edition for Europe. What do you get in it? Uh, okay, so you get the actual 3DS game card, the usual box for it. You get a steel book no um, for your game, which looks really nice. Um, a double-sided poster. And a pin badge um, of Majora's Mask. It's there like a like a silver effect, Majora's wow. Mask. It's it's quite big as well. It looks like it'd be quite hefty. It just looks really pretty. It doesn't cost much more. It's like twelve pounds more. Mm-hmm. 
So I think that's worth it for the oh, stuff yeah. that you get with it. It just looks so good. I had like as soon as it came out, I was like, pre-order, right now. <laughs> Currently Europe exclusive. So jelly. Yeah, we we do get a few exclusives. I'm sorry. If you're really really nice, I'll give you one of the things that I get with it. Okay. Uh, if you're really nice, if I gotta ask for. It. <laughs> yeah, you gotta ask me for it. <laughs> so we also learned about the amiibo that were coming out. In December, that's Little Mac, that's Zelda, Diddy Kong, Luigi, Captain Falcon, and Pit. So you get some of those. Then you also get 11 Amiibo coming out in February. Yeah, um, how about that? So they're, they're really starting to roll in. Though the interesting thing that they're doing uh, for Amiibo is now they've mentioned that we're partnering with certain retail partners where certain Amiibo may be exclusive at certain retailers and the first example of that because it actually makes sense when xenoblade chronicles was you know finally the operation rainfall started having that rainfall <laughs> with uh, xenoblade chronicles coming to north america yeah. it was a gamestop exclusive game thus shulk is exclusive as amiibo to gamestop in north america so, Lucario, Rosalina, Bowser, Toon Link, Sheik, Ike, Meta Knight, King Dedede, Shulk, Sonic, and Mega Man slated for February in North America. A lot of those are in Japan in January, actually, and then Shulk, Sonic, Mega Man in uh, Japan for February. All the same price, uh, so just more amiibo. But it looks like that's not the only thing just for Smash Brothers. Uh, and Mario Kart 8, amiibo will give your me a costume based on that amiibo character, which I guess is maybe the easiest thing they could have done That's for a game. Cute, actually. Yeah. yeah. At the same time, I think it could have been you know handled a lot better and courses, carts, and stuff like that. Mario Kart it wasn't really a game that was I don't think intended to have amiibo, and so this kind of definitely feels like a shoehorned thing. Uh, for Hyrule Warriors, you know, you get certain items, like one of them unlocks the spinner from Twilight Princess as yep. a weapon. I, I think that's a little more of a creative use. I think that's pretty cool, actually. I do like the use mm -hmm. of that in there. It's essentially just, you know, long-term DLC, if you think about it. So, I mean, the Amiibo is worth it. If you, that you're going to be someone who collects all of them, God bless your wallet, because that is expensive. <laughs> but it is it's going to be worth it in the long run, I think, to at least have one Amiibo. I have a Wii Fit Trainer one on reserve, so that's going to be arrive on the 21st from Amazon. And get the smash on with that. What would the Wii Fit <laughs> Trainer exactly unlock for other games, do you think, if, if that was the case? So maybe you get like a Wii Fit Trainer costume then for Mario Kart 8 on your Mii? Uh, possibly that. I don't know what it would be for a game like Hyrule Warriors. or I think it's mostly just, you know, Smash Brothers is the first game it was designed in mind for. And now with you know, Nintendo games going forward, so games like Splatoon or games like Yoshi's Woolly World that are you know, being finished up, I think these Amiibos have you know, certain purposes that will be designed in for them. Like, it's something that now Nintendo's aware of, so we'll see how that's done in the future, though. The next big thing from this Nintendo Direct was we got the Duck Hunt Smash Wii U trailer finally! Uh, what did what did you guys think of this trailer? When we it saw was it? interesting, I guess. Yeah, it was it was interesting. It was, you know, not necessarily 
as hype, I think, as some of the other trailers. Like, even though we knew about Bowser Jr., that trailer was still hype. Knowing about yeah. Duck Hunt Dog before then, I think it was almost designed as, like, oh, yes, he really is in there. Almost if it were, would have been done earlier. Cause he, Duck Hunt Dog is obviously the WTF character, as it were, for, for this game. If the surprise weren't spoiled with the 3DS and all the things before then, if this were just put out there, you know, in some of the building stages of the game, like Mega Man, it would have had that crazy reaction, but now it doesn't seem to be as amazing, in yeah. a way. It's a pretty know. solid way to put it. Yeah. But it's good to see him in the trailer. And so now the, the shot with the super scope that Sakurai discussed... A few weeks ago on the Miiverse, it finally makes sense. You mean the NES Zapper? Yeah, that one. That one. Words. Mm-hmm. Yes. Otherwise, I don't know if it was necessarily the strongest Nintendo Direct. I mean, there was talk about Monster Hunter 4 Ultimate. There was talk about Xenoblade Chronicles X, which is still due out in 2015. And uh, Splatoon is getting a single-player campaign. But other than that, it's really Majora's Mask 3D that really stole the show on this one. Yeah, yeah, Majora's Mask 3D was kind of interesting, I suppose. I I always considered it more of a, it's going to come. I just I'm just waiting for it. Yeah, it was so, going to happen. Yeah, yeah, it was just so, a case of all us, all of us, lovely little Zelda nostalgia fanboys, girls. Yes, mm. I'm going to put myself into that category. Mm. Unfortunately, and just like, oh, we want this. We've wanted it for so long, and they just let the hype build up, build up, build up, and then suddenly it comes out. Everyone's opening up their wallets to pay for it because it is still that anticipated, especially with the hints dropped at it and the fact that they've been talking about. Oh yeah, we're we're interested in doing it, and everyone's like, oh, come on, give it to us now. And then suddenly when it comes out, everyone's like, I need to pay for this. I don't care what I will do. I will sell my kidneys and pay for this. Do it right now. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I suppose it's a good marketing ploy for them, too. This holiday, though, it's a little troubling that a trend has seemed to be, especially with games that came out on November 11th, for whatever reason, being Assassin's Creed Unity and Halo the Master Chief Collection, games that are just flawed. Games that are being shipped with distinct bugs attached to them. Uh, Assassin's Creed Unity, there are tons of glitches being found. And some of the more disturbing ones being screenshots where faces are half off. (laughs) Seeing eyeballs with, you know, exposed skin as, you know, the skin has essentially been removed. The muscles under the face and the teeth kind of hanging there it's like something out of a nightmare or people (laughs) kind of folded upon each other because the joints are properly working you know because animating women is so hard right or so expensive right ubisoft i mean (laughs) that's ridiculous but then even in the halo master chief collection matchmaking has been a serious issue you know the halo multiplayer that has defined console multiplayer for a decade now with Halo 2 as they advertise that Halo 2 anniversary game? The matchmaking that's just not working? You know, after you have... Completely, jeez. Yeah, and after you have to, you know, download a 20 gigabyte patch to include all that because they don't want to ship more than one disc. It's a troubling trend in the industry, and Ubisoft's woes continue as they had review embargoes up. You know, you could Mm -hmm. not post in a, a review for Assassin's Creed Unity until the day it was launched. 
And when that happens, it shows you, it, it comes off as it's a sign of a potentially troubling product. It, the company doesn't seem to have that much faith in it. Thus, even though they've been you know, saying it's, it's revolutionary and all these things. I don't know, what do you guys think about you know, the, the trend that seems to be happening, especially when you have to get you know, that holiday rush in here in America before Black Friday, you know, the mm. day after Thanksgiving. You want to get all that money that you can. You've got to make sure it doesn't delay past that ideal sweet spot of video game sales, but you're sacrificing possibly quality as a result. Yeah, I I am a bit nervous over certain game devs possibly getting a little bit lazy mm-hmm. with what they're putting out because you remember back in the day of having stuff like on a cartridge or you know you're getting a PS One game something yeah. like that something which you couldn't get updates for yeah and it had to be perfect before it went out otherwise it was a disaster and now it seems to be because they can just patch it they're like oh yeah we can just release in whatever state and if they find something which we didn't because we didn't bother testing it as fully as we should have done or used to do we'll just fix that it's fine whatever and i don't like that lazy Mm. attitude because it just it puts your across as being really unprofessional Mm. and not that good at your job anymore right you know, it's, you know, if you found a broken game back in the day, you know, GameCube days, everything like that, you know, so many people be returning that and it would just really put a bad label on them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's really all there is to say on that. It's just like, mm. it's dumb. It shouldn't be done. I'm not going to buy anything from them for a little while. It ultimately hurts them. Yeah. Because yeah. they haven't got the the decency to give their fans a completely finished game. And for mm-hmm. Ubisoft, this is coming off of the disappointment that was Watch Dogs. Yep. Watch Dogs being a very average game after all of the hype and anticipation behind it. Mm. It's really unfortunate, and I think you know, the <laughs> it's all about making the money. At the end of the day, it's a business, and you know, people still buy the games. Hell, I I still buy the games. I'm I'm guilty of it. But we'll stop. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's, it's all it's all part of it. Let's shift perspectives very quickly because that's mostly aimed towards like the Ubisoft. I mean, we should really aim it towards again this um, the the Halo uh, the new Halo game, which has been released with the problems with multiplayer again. Mm. Upon looking at games that have been released in the last year, um, doing some research on that, and just sort of like seeing exactly what's been released on the Xbox One, there's not been as many games released on that as I have been on other systems. So they haven't got a steady pump out of games for like people like ourselves, like mm. you know, console gamers or whatever. Um, so to then release a game which has so much hype and people waiting it for so long and they haven't really got anything much else coming out which will whet the appetites of these kind of people, to have something that monumental fuck up, yeah. Yeah. it's not good. It's not good. This is what happens when you... You know, when when you don't have the full original team as you used to do, I guess. Mm-hmm. You know, it's again, it's just another example of getting really lazy. You've already been lazy enough not to ship it out on two discs and give people a 20 gigabyte thing to download. That 20 gigabyte file to not then work properly. Come on. Yeah. You don't have to download yet another God knows how much it's going to take to actually fix this issue just because... You just wanted to release it as quick as possible to get more money as possible, and you're really not doing it for the fans anymore. And to be fair, in Xbox One defense, don't want to be like you know totally one-sided on them. 
you know, with their price cuts, it's helped their sales tremendously. They do, you know, still get all the third-party, you know, sales. Uh, you know, games are coming out from third parties. Uh, the first party is a little weak. I mean, Sunset Overdrive is their other big one, but you're right. Nothing as monumental as Halo Master Chief Collection. Like that was the thing that you know they had to get right. And just because they wanted to get it so close or even spot on to that Halo 2 actual anniversary date of 10 years, and you're sacrificing quality as a result of it. Speaking of you know installing that game on my Xbox One, it's 59 gigabytes all told to have that game just. Taking up space on your Xbox One because of installing the disc and then getting the 29 gigs, and that took hours, even on a very, very good internet connection. It was, ugh, it was yeah. Was... I mean, you can you can only have so much other stuff coming out from your third party developers. You're like, you know, you got a lot of things coming out on the Xbox Live Arcade, and you know, these other guys not first party bringing out games, and yeah, I suppose that's enough to sort of satisfy a little bit. But you know, if if you bring out other Epic games. Maybe we could have forgiven it slightly more than what we are doing. Probably still rip into it a bit. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, there's no real big excuse for this, guys. Come on. It's a disturbing trend, and I mean, hopefully it's something that's corrected in future holiday sales, or even just releases in general. Just because you can patch your games, yeah, fine, do a day one patch. That's fine. Day one patches, they're okay. There is time between when a game goes gold, has to be printed, and then until it actually ships, if you want to prep an update in that time, go for it. But for it to still have the problems like that, like I, I started a bit of Assassin's Creed Unity, and I, I was okay with it. I didn't encounter any huge bugs yet. But when I read that they're preparing patch two, you know, outside of their day one patch, and it's it's yeah. close to being done, we'll give you more details on that. And it claims to supposedly fix things like, oh, Arno has trouble yeah. getting out of haystacks. Or, you know, these other <laughs> other kinds of physics thing. Like, I'm just going to wait to continue it until that patch comes out. I, I do I'm, like the whole if, getting... If, oh. I know, the, the, there's the joke there, but, like, think about it for a second. It's almost done. We'll have a peach, patch out for it. I'm sorry, what? I bought a game that wasn't done? Yeah. Why do I have this? I'm I not think an alpha tester. I'm not a beta tester here. I'm a <laughs> consumer. Why do I have this? Yeah. I think it's kind of amusing how... I mean, I actually would look at the get it, the problem getting out of haystacks thing on a more realistic scale because you just dropped from a significant height and pretty much all the angles you drop into this haystack at, you look like you could probably smack, your, smack the back of your legs on the side of this car. I would probably... Forgive him for not getting out of the out getting out of the car that well. Yeah, <laughs> but, the, the leaps of faith. Yeah, <laughs> but considering that he's supposed to get out there nice and quickly, then yeah, come on, yeah. guys, do something. It's uh, more issues than just that. So something yeah. to point out as the game industry goes full tilt into this holiday season before Black Friday, and it's going to eventually culminate very soon, very very soon. But let's talk about something quite amusing here in the hilarity of the week segment of Show Me Your News. Talking about things that are either fails or kind of wins, but just mostly amusing stories. And it comes to us with the news of Super Smash Brothers, which we've already been talking about extensively, being put on a TI-83 graphing calculator. Which I think looks so cool. (laughs) This is remarkable. So for me, with how old I am, I was in... 8th grade when the TI-83s were hitting it big and using graphing calculators for geometry at that time I was, I was taking. 
man, some of them, I even tried my hand at one time of trying to program my own games, doing so quite terribly, might I add. But the game that was the business back in the day, during that time, on graphing calculators, was a game called Phoenix. And it was essentially a fancy kind of Galaga game, you know, a shoot 'em up, you know, Space Invaders-like, Galaga-like, uh, where you had enemies and then you had your ships that got different power-ups, and there were some pretty cool power-ups, a little little store system. That was that was the best one. They have had some, you know, Mega Man games, some Mario games, but man, I like Black Dude. Yeah, <laughs> but a Fox on Falco Smash Brothers game for graphing calculators. Some of the gifts here are remarkable. Mm, it's a really interesting thing to look at, but I mean, he's taking a lot of time working at this, but I I can't help but think to myself, yeah? (laughs) I saw like two people on one graphing calculator kind of like controls, and I'm like, I know that they can kind of link up. I'm not entirely sure how, but... If you have not seen the gifts of this, you need to. If you're a Smash Brothers fan, it's mm. it's something. So do check our show notes at showmeyournews.com slash podcast for uh, this episode. And we have all the links to all the things we talk about in here. We didn't have um, we didn't have these calculators. Well, we don't, as far as I'm aware. Um, we don't have these kind of calculators in England. So when I saw this article, just imagining that being on a sort of calculator that we use over here blew my fucking mind. Yeah. And... It still blows my mind anyway, because to get something programmed that well into this this graphing calculator, um, it just, I'm I am astounded that people can be that freaking smart and creative to do something like that on a platform you wouldn't expect it to be on. It's awesome. And it's strange because like, this is, this calculator is almost kind of still a standard in, you know, math education yeah. because it's advanced enough to the point where it can do... You know these these kind of calculations that it needed for that level of math, but not too much further. It's not like it's a Wi-Fi device, or whatever. And this was, you know, back in two thousand two thousand one when like these really started you know, hitting their their peak of usage. But they're still you know good enough to do those levels of math, but not too advanced that you can essentially cheat per se. It, it's really interesting i just i just had memories of you know teachers like going around before tests and making sure that you didn't have any unnecessary programs on these things <laughs> you'd be like yeah a phoenix is a game it's not a not anything you need to cheat on a test so yeah seeing smash brothers on it you know 13 ish years later that's that's it's mind-blowing that's crazy uh, others games news stories from the past couple weeks first there was the vgas then there was VGX last year, and oh boy, that was a mess. But now Jeff Keighley is working on the Game Awards for 2014. Uh, it's on December 5th. We'll see what changes, what's going to happen with this. But apparently the advisory board includes some heavy hitters, like Reggie fils from mm-hmm. Nintendo America. Yves Guillemot, the CEO of Ubisoft. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Hideo Kojima... Sean Layden from Sony Computer Entertainment of America, Peter Moore from EA, you got Phil Spencer from Microsoft, Martin oh, Tremblay, yeah. you have Valve, you get Rockstar Games. Like it's it's a that's a pretty big heavy hitter lineup for an advisory board of awards. Can we have Half Life Three now, please? This is the big question. So <clears throat> last year, 
it was a bit of a, an underwhelming show to say the least, especially mm. when they were teasing world premieres. And yeah, we got the first look at No Man's Sky, which looks really cool. But then we got the couple of Telltale games with Tales of the Borderlands, and then there are also the the Game of Thrones game that Telltale is still working on putting together and finishing. Yeah. There have been teases though. Like, is this maybe where we'll see Fallout Four? We will see. That would be pretty nice. I do like the Fallout games. They're very addictive, but they just take up so much of your life. They look interesting. I haven't played them. They're so good. And speaking of video game award shows, we're starting the process to put ours together. So Mm -hmm. at showmeyournews.com slash G-O-T-Y-2014 or G-O-T-Y-2014, we have the nominations process that has begun for the Show Me Your News Game of the Year Awards for 2014. Now, if you're a new listener to Show Me Your News, you're like, what is that? It's this big audio extravaganza that we've put together. This will be our fifth year of doing so. We essentially take the audio experience of a video game awards show that is all voted on by our community and just put it together in this, this big extravaganza in a way. Uh, it's It's always a lot of work to pull together, but it's so worth it, and it's... For me, at least, it makes it even more worth it that you know the community is as involved as they are. So right now for the next week, you can go there to showmeyournews.com slash G-O-T-Y 2014 and you know, go to our forums there. That'll, it'll take you to that link and essentially nominate games. The first step is nominating the games. Then we vote as a community you know, through a private message system to narrow these games down to a set of finalists. And then you vote on the one winner, and it's it's always a very exciting time. But it's it's just crazy how that snuck up on us. So, showmeyournews.com/goty2014, the Game of the Year awards, the nomination process has begun. So, get hype. Other things that are not necessarily game related, but you know, the internet kind of blew up when we learned of the title for Star Wars Episode Seven as The Force Awakens. Buy it, sell it. I, I see people rage about the title because they think it's dumb. You know, you can't get something as good as, like, The Empire Strikes Back because it's already kind of been taken. Um, there, you know, it's, it's, it's the seventh Star Wars movie. There's only so much you can really do with it, I guess. And uh-huh. it's just The Force Awakens. It's, it's, you know, it's kind of like, is it another Anakin Skywalker? Is this another guy with a midi-coin clout? I don't know. This Where was this for Attack of the Clones? <laughs> Attack of the Clones sounds... Okay, uh, I think right. that one sounds kind of dumb, but... Send in the clones. Yeah. It's, it's, it's not up to us to make the names. It is up to them, and they are kind of owned by Disney now, so... I'm up to them to read a sign of what's going on. <sighs> I wonder if it's a morning person. Yeah. I <laughs> uh, say so that is the the easy joke to make there. The Force Awakens trudges to the kitchen and gets a cup of coffee, or yeah. something like that. I like to see some Jedi's do that. I would actually. Episode eight: The Force brushes its teeth. <laughs> Number nine: Somehow It drives into work. Was it trilogy? Number ten: Deals with traffic. Nine point two. It's a title, and people reacted to it, I guess. But it's interesting that that's you know. That was news on the internet. Maybe it's a prequel to the prequels. Who knows? Maybe. Not as crazy news, though, as the news in Japan of an Attack on Titan and Marvel mashup. Because you can make all the jokes you want of the, you know, the 3D maneuvering suit 
for the characters in Attack on Titan to be like, hey, he moves like Spider-Man. Well, there's there's Spider-Man with some Titans. So there you go. Yeah. That's a thing. It's kind of cool. It's kind of I'd, a, I'd a what if thing. I'd be interested in reading this up. It's like, a what if thing in, in a couple weeks. Actually, it'll be... It's actually going to be pretty soon. Now that, you know, <laughs> that happened shortly after our Yomakon episode. So it'll be soon. So keep an eye on that. And when people do the... Uh, the different subs. Subs? The real no, reason the, the, why the scans it's kind of translation. I just used anime terminology on a manga. What the hell? Oh, um, dear. <laughs> <laughs> though some of, I gotta give credit to some of the, uh, the Kotaku pictures below it. Uh, go give that a look, because we'll have the link on our, our show notes there. But some of the, the picture responses are pretty amusing. Yeah. <laughs> Especially the one for Catherine. <laughs> Nintendo Day is happening. I think in Canada it's actually being dubbed as Nintendo Day. But November 21st is just going to be a, a ridiculous day for our wallets, at least here in North America. I know in, in Europe they moved up the release date of Smash Brothers, but you still get November 21st as the release date for Pokemon Omega Ruby and Alpha Sapphire. I wonder if I'll get it a day early again like I did with Smash. You might. That'd be nice. Yes, the the remake of the Generation 3 Pokemon games. So those will be happening same day as Super Smash Brothers for Wii U in North America. Same day as the first wave of Amiibo. It's going to be a very painful day for the wallet. (laughs) I like steam sales in the fall. A little bit. Oh my god, yeah. steam sales. Oh no. Oh no, that's going to happen soon too. Yeah. Oh yeah, it is. <laughs> oh no. Sorry to have to remind you about that. Uh, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a truth. It's a truth. <laughs> Miles, I, I take, are you ready? Are you ready for that big day? I. No. I I'm just, no. <laughs> just don't want to pay any mind at all. I'm, I'm going to approach you when it happens and be like, Alright, how can I budget this? It's going to be rough, but we're excited for those games. We're looking forward to talking about them, and hopefully we'll be back uh, you know, next weekend to talk about them as you know, our initial reactions to these, these games there. You guys will both talk about like, you know, Smash on Wii U, and I'll talk about the Pokemon. That sounds good. There you go. <laughs> or hopefully we'll have a guest as well to talk about some of those mm-hmm. games too. Mm. Plans. Patreon. Go, go, listen. Out recently, Call of Duty Advanced Warfare, this time with more Kevin Spacey. and More dead more, eyes. More dead eyes with Kevin Spacey. <laughs> His eyes are dead. <laughs> the Binding of Isaac Rebirth is out, so Rachel has a new addiction. Ah, it's so good. I love it. And very quickly, what's, what's really changed? Um, well, it doesn't fucking crash as much as it used to. Well, it doesn't even crash at all. It used to crash so much on the old Flash version just because... It couldn't cope with it very well when changing floors. There's loads of new items that have been released, and I still don't know all of them. Like, you've unlocked some on yours, which I have no idea what they yeah. what they do at all, and I've never found them, and I want to find them, which is super-duper annoying. <laughs> um, That's a roguelike, all the random generation there. The layouts of rooms are all different. So before it just used to be bog standard, just square rooms. You can see what's going off all the time in this one room. And now they have like elongated rooms or just giant square rooms. And that can happen in boss rooms too. They have new bosses. So I have to <laughs> learn those, which is annoying. 
because I don't know what they do anymore, and they've changed boss patterns for what they used to do. Their AI patterns have changed from what they were, which is also a really weird learning curve. And they've nerfed some characters, which I'm also kind of sad mm. about. My my favorite character used to be Kane, and he's no longer my favorite character because now he's just not as good as he used to be. Oh, <laughs> Makes me sad. Mm. <laughs> but all in all, really fun experience. I like the pixelated, um, pixelated look to it as well because it looks really good, yeah. like kind of old style, but still really fun and it's still as graphically horrible if not more horrible than before <laughs> which i love oh. so twisted assassin's creed unity is also out we've talked about how that is seeing some early launch technical issues <laughs> uh you know the game looks beautiful people are kind of saying that the story falls a little flat at the end kind of you know mm. doesn't resolve itself too well um and that the stealth is still a little unrefined i mean it's a new engine and all, I get that, but you've had how long? They've worked on this game for about three years, and the stealth still, it's, it's still a bugaboo sometimes with Assassin's Creed, when you're trying to go around a corner and like you suddenly pop out and like, oh, yeah, I see you evildoer. Uh, and you so hop that, into a high stack and you, you have a lot, a lot of trouble getting out of it. But damn, that game is really gorgeous. Uh, it does look that's, really that's pretty. Really cool. Though Assassin's Creed Rogue is also out, and Ubisoft gave zero shits about that game. Mm. <laughs> because it's, it's really unfortunate, because it's essentially kind of a reskin and a new story on Assassin's Creed 4 Black Flag, which I really enjoyed last year. I had a lot of fun playing that. Or as, you know, modern Wind Waker pirates going, doing the ship, and plus more murder, yay. Plus <laughs> uh-huh, um, murder. Uh, but... You know, it's it's a new story that essentially what it all boils down to is there's an assassin in training and has a terrible mission where he, he accidentally kills innocents, but this kind of shatters his perception on what's right and all in the world, and so he shifts to the Templar side and has to hunt down assassins. So you're kind of playing this kind of strange anti-hero who you kind of understand his you know conflicted sense of morals... Which is interesting, and it's also the conclusion to some of the stories involving a lot of characters and cameos that Assassin's Creed 3 and also uh, Black Flag set up. So I'm, I'm playing that one, I'll get to maybe talk about that briefly soon, but that one's also out. So is the Halo Master Chief Collection, uh, or Halo the Master Chief Collection. I want to play some Halos. Lots of content, looks good, <laughs> matchmaking is still a bit of a mess. Well, yeah. I'd probably spend more time playing the anniversary collections in single player first. Yeah, no, I agree. And I, I still have yet to play Halo 1 and 2, the campaigns. So you know, I'll teach you how through. to play the ways of the Master Chief. Maybe then I can have an appreciation for the Halo canon and lore, because if you just play 3 ODST nah, Region weird. 4, you're just like, okay, go here, shoot this thing, and I, I don't really understand what's happening. Yeah, yeah, you need some backstory to go with that. Mm. Speaking of kind of a mess, Sonic Boom, Rise of Lyric, and also Sonic Boom, Shattered Crystal. In now, which Knuckles took mad steroids. And yeah. more rap on the wrists and hands. Yeah, what happened to him exactly? They're they're redesigning the Sonic characters. Bro, did you even lift? <laughs> Do you lift, bro? <laughs> Do you even lift, bro? <laughs> But Apparently the TV show, which is accompanying for it now, granted it has an unfortunate 
time slot of Sundays, I think at like 6 a.m., 7 a.m. It's it's really bad. Uh, that's really bad. But apparently the show is quite good. You know, people enjoying that. Yeah. But the games, not so much. Not so much, unfortunately. Just I downloaded the demo uh-huh. of Shattered Crystal. That's and, the 3DS one. Yes. And it was interesting, actually. And I didn't actually have too much of an issue with it. But I did notice that it was like, this feels like back in the day when you bought a game that you knew, you kind of got to feel like this This needs a sequel. Yeah. You, you're playing it. Everything feels just a little too clunky, uh-huh. a little too like they're trying to figure things out with it. But And it feels like at its base, there's some coding that the entire game is based on that's just not as good as it should be. Mm-hmm. So the entire game suffers. And you think, if this had a sequel, that it would be really, really good. Playing through it, a lot of really sharp angles in the level design. Not a whole lot of hills and stuff like that. The only time you really see like the world like bending like a natural curve or anything like that is during the high speed can't control it sections so that was really unfortunate the character switching dynamic was kind of fun but oddly useless because more than half the time you just want to be sonic yeah i mean you switch to you switch to everyone else for their special powers and at that point why even do (laughs) i mean when it comes to sonic games we've pretty much come to learn that a good sonic game is a rare sonic game (laughs) Well, I think Sonic Generations was very good. Generations I mean, that, was fantastic. I love Generations, and I thought that was amazing, and I want to get it again. I, I I didn't play it on my Steam. I played it on someone else's ah. Steam at the time, and I loved it to bits. Yeah, but, it was a great game. I just I have not looked at the game Grumps playing Rise of Lyric or anything like that, and it's unfortunate that there's an infinite jump glitch already seen. Jump with knuckles, press pause. Jump with knuckles, press pause. What an odd one to have. <laughs> and it's 2014, ladies and gentlemen. Who even does that? <laughs> Who do? Jump pause, jump Who pause, do? jump pause, jump pause. I'm like, how do you miss that? But then again, like, you're just sitting there playing for hours on end. You're probably not playing as Knuckles half the time. And even with you are, you're not, you know, jump, pause. And the first thing you think of to do is to jump again. So like I can see how that was missed, but I'm like, how do you, how do you even let this be come out this way? Yeah. <laughs> but I'm pretty sure it'll be patched out. Hopefully, Sonic 06 was never patched, but we're in a, we're in the age of patching. It's different times. Different and times. you had like the worst thing about this is like these are out now, and I'm like, and I know exactly just by playing the demo. The first thought I had was, yep, sure is the holiday season for Sonic again. Yeah. We need to Sonic. get these Sonic things out for Black Friday. Like I said a long time ago, this is American Sonic Team. This is their first time kind of dealing with Sonic. So this is a completely different kind of Sonic Team. This is their first their first game, really, as a red... I think it's Red Button Entertainment or something like that. Yeah, uh, this was their first foray into game making for a while. Uh, Chris Sen is one of the programmers on it, and... If that name rings any bells, congratulations. Uh, one of the main programmers for Sonic Extreme, mm-hmm. the unfinished, unreleased game for Sega Saturn, with the fisheye view and all that. So, yes. I was entertained to know that this this kind of came out. I want to look at it myself. I've got it on Gamefly. 
So hopefully I'll see it sometime soon. But honestly, I'm going to give it a chance because obviously Gamefly is going to give me that chance. Yeah. Because, you know, by the time I actually see it and play it, I'm hoping a patch will be out to fix a lot of the problems. Just but, like uh, Assassin's Creed Unity. Hey! Hey! hey. But this is, this is what you expect from Sonic. This is what you expect from Sega, is yeah. they must have Sonic out before November, whatever, the, before Black Friday. It needs to be out. Mm-hmm. And that's mm-hmm. what all Sonic games suffer from. Lego Batman 3 is also out. Lego Batman 3 Beyond Gotham. It's it's the biggest Lego Batman game yet. It's a Lego game, though, so you get a lot of different characters doing all the Lego things. I mean, if you play the Lego game, you know what to experience. It's yeah, it's going to be gonna be solid. Yeah, Lego games are so much fun. I really do enjoy them. I, I only 100%ed the Lord of the Rings Lego game. I found that super-duper enjoyable. I really yeah. like those. Mm-hmm. And... Tales of Hearts R is a Vita exclusive. What? What? That's that's just crazy and that's nonsense. But uh, the people I know who are playing it are having a good time with it. So it's it's Tales on Vita. Mm-hmm. The sequel that nobody expected, and I, I hear about this, and I think why is there a sequel for a game <laughs> when the first game was out three months ago? <laughs> it's Five Nights at Freddy's to- Two. Not but it's good. a hard thing to make a sequel of, though. I mean, I haven't played the games, but I'm very much a fan of watching people play them. I'm too much of a pussy to play those games myself. And Markiplier's been I'm, fun to watch. Oh, yeah. My, Markiplier's been... I have actually watched Markiplier play, play the new ones. I watched, um, I've been watching the Game Grunts play Five Nights at Freddy's 2. Well, I watched Markiplier play the first round of Five Nights at Freddy's, and... I'm I'm quite surprised. Well, I was very, very shocked to hear that they'd already released a Five Nights at Freddy's 2, because... It was a very quick turnaround. You say three months. It only took a month for them, apparently. I don't know if that's legit. Mm. To develop Five Nights at Freddy's 2. And watching how it's played and how you do it. Um, and the, you know, there's graphical improvements. I'm very disturbed to actually see one of the robotics have what you would call a, in quotations, sexier, quotations, body. <laughs> which disturbs me slightly <laughs> a little bit. You get a sexy chicken thing that's going to kill you. Um, and it just feels like it is a little bit scarier or at least gives you a bit more adrenaline because you don't have things like doors protecting you. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, and uh, you can see things approaching you and you can sometimes use a Freddy's, a Freddy's mask to keep yourself safe and you can just see the animatronics come into the room and they're sort of looking at you with your mask on kind of thinking... Are you legit? Are you actually... Are you, you an want, animatronic? You want, mate? But, yeah, so... It's, it's the animations of them killing you are definitely scarier. Oof. I think yeah. they are. I, I, think, I think they've done very well to develop how they've done it. Even though it has been an extremely quick turnaround. But the games are really short. And they're cheap. Hmm. So, I don't see a problem with it. <laughs> short in one regard. If you win, it's short. Yeah, <laughs> if you win, it's short, but... Something expensive yeah. on your time. It's World of Warcraft, Warlords of Draenor. Yeah, motherfucker, I got this, and I'm playing it currently. Well, I'm not playing it right now, but I'm playing it currently. I've only been playing it the last couple of days. I pre-ordered it a while ago. And they have just fucked up monumentally on how people log into it currently. I never played it in vanilla, which is the original World of Warcraft. 
apparently there were issues with lots of queues getting into servers, and I've known that to happen in other games, like Final Fantasy fourteen. one point. Was it 11? Both. Um, and last night, I go to log in for the first time, and it took three hours for me to get into my server, which is a lot longer than what I'd like to be waiting to get yeah. onto a game, which I prepaid a long time ago for. Oh, um, thank God you have a 3DS. <laughs> yeah. I know, right? <laughs> I actually had a nap. Um, so that worked out. Have a nap, wait for yourself to log in. And today it was only a 10 minute wait, but still, I shouldn't have to wait because you have big enough servers to cope, to cope with everybody. You have the power to make it so more people can log in. They, have, they are now actually introducing new servers so people can log in better. Doesn't really help with the current servers which are having the issues. I've actually migrated my character so I don't have problems to log in. I shouldn't have to need hmm. to do that, but I've done it because I'm impatient. Hmm. It's hmm. very pretty, though. It's very pretty. And you can do new things with it. And they're really cool. I don't know how much detail to go into it with. Maybe in a bit. They up the level cap, that's all that's what matters. To them. Yes, they up the level yeah. cap to 100. I'm level 93 right now. <laughs> I have a what? while to go. They gotta keep it at level 100. You gotta, gotta do the Pokemon thing. It's level 100. Cap it. It is a 100. It. We have no rare candies. End it. No more. Don't, don't do 110. That'd be bullshit. I used to play RuneScape, and I don't know what the level cap on it is right now, but I remember playing on it at one point when the level cap was 150. It was 120. Jesus. I think it was 120, actually. That's crazy. Yeah, but that's because they had some bullshit system of you combine this stat, and this stat, and this stat, and this stat, and that makes your entire level. And you're like, that makes no fucking sense. <laughs> Yeah. One three six at one point was actually the maximum. That was a really strange maximum level to be. Really <laughs> quickly now, what games have we been playing, Miles? PM. PM. And like I said, I uh, played the demo for Sonic Boom Shattered Crystal for the 3DS. But outside of that, I haven't been playing Hyrule Warriors as much. Uh, I unlocked certain weapons that I won't spoil because people should play Hyrule Warriors. Mm-hmm. And it was hilarious. <laughs> I might have talked about it before. I'm not 100 sure. Outside of that, I don't think I've actually played much of anything else. A little bit of Star Fox 64 3DS here and there. I have it on my system. I should probably consider playing it. Yeah. But outside of that, uh, no, I've just been playing those. Cool. Rachel. Uh, I finished off Link to Worlds finally, which I've been trying to do for three weeks. Pretty cool ending, right? It was an awesome ending. No spoilers, but uh, I was I was a bit, not mind-blown, but I was quite shocked um, at the ending. But it was really nice. I liked it. I, I liked the ending of that. So I, I'm probably going to go back to it at some point and try and 100% it just so I can collect everything. I like doing that for players mm. for the first time. Same on Zelda. Me and you played some Wind Waker HD. You did. Yes, which was fun in the week. And we sort of took turns with that. And I'm sad that you did the first dungeon because I wanted to do that one. <laughs> oh, well, well, you did the Forest Haven dungeon, which I don't like. Oh, thanks. Because I oh. love that one. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I don't actually. Got, got to Tower of Gods. It's a, it's yeah. a good stopping point. I'll, I'll, I'll get to do Tower of Gods. I like that one, actually. That one's mm-hmm. fun. So that's fine. Um, we also played the Binding of Isaac Rebirth together, which nope. was fun. Well, Although the co-op. Yes, screw the co-op mode, though, because just being a little baby follower is dumb. I was hoping to be two Isaacs. Yeah. And World of Warcraft World Draenor, which I'm very much into right now, and want to go back to questing, too. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. I want to raise my level cap. 
I beat Kirby Triple Deluxe. That was a fun little game. You got uh, so frustrated at that. It was it was tough at parts. Um, really? I, I, it was my first actual Kirby game. So I said that's so cute! Because <laughs> mm-hmm. Kirby's Epic Yarn, not a real Kirby game. Like, <laughs> in, as far as the traditional Kirby game goes, but uh, you know, just working on some of the, the boss things and you know, putting it like the next boss right after, and you hardly have any health left, and it's just like, eh, why? And then I didn't even like some of the design. Like I had to quit, you know, just before like the final boss. But then it made me do a couple of the bosses before when I was actually getting back to it. That was unfortunate. Um, I just wish it could have kept my progress a little better than that. Uh, I liked how it ended though. The last little hit of the boss fight, just it was, it was good. It was good. So I had fun with that. Send it back through Gamefly, and I think Gamefly is now sending me Murdered Soul Suspect, which if that game rings a bell, it's the one that came out back in June. Square Enix published it, and it's the one where you're a detective who gets murdered, and you have to try to figure out your own murder, but you're a ghost, and you have to you know kind of meet with some you know spirit mediums who get to help you. That has a really good rating on that game, actually. I'm interested to hear what you say about that game. So, I don't know, I'm curious to see what it's like wasn't you know worth to spend the full money but i'm I'm curious hmm. yeah like i said we played wind maker hd and also binding of isaac rebirth when i played binding of isaac this was my first time mm-hmm. playing the binding of isaac and uh-huh. i got to the boss battle with mom on my second playthrough which i was very impressed with I, I, apparently that's that's really good i, I don't know i don't I just, okay I, I've, I've played now in total over 500 hours of Isaac of if you count you both of them and the other ones. So if I say it's impressive, then you're pretty good. Oh. You're pretty good. Okay. <laughs> you did something. I did a thing. What was your opinion of it, though? How, what's your opinion of Finding of Isaac? Uh, it was pretty fun. It's just a little stressful because I'm not good at bullet hell games and it can become one very mm-hmm. easily. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it was, it was pretty fun. I might get back to it a little bit. All the different items, and you don't know what they do, and it's just like, ah. Yeah, you just gotta learn as you go along, unfortunately. Or have someone there who knows some of them. Yeah, I backseat game a lot with you. Yep. So as I said, I played a little bit of Assassin's Creed Unity. Looking forward to the, the next patch to get back to that one. But in the meanwhile, I'm playing Assassin's Creed Rogue, and it's more Black Flag, and that's a good thing, because Black Flag was surprisingly good last year. And it's it's more of that with new, interesting story elements. So, <laughs> Yay! Uh, YouTube video recommendations. Let's wrap I didn't up know that the was show. A thing. Honestly, my YouTube video recommendation would probably stem to the Project M 3.5 theme song. Yes, they actually crafted their own theme song. Mm. It's just called Project M theme. It's on there. Uh, it's on their page. Just look up Project M theme. It'll probably show up. It's a catch yeah. little tune. Yeah. Well, it's November, so I have been watching a lot of Peanut Butter Gamer. Because uh, he does Zelda Month in it November. Is Zelda Month. It is Zelda Month on the Peanut Butter Gamer channel, so I've been watching his videos and then watching his other things. I'd recommend actually watching his Tomodachi Life video yeah, right it now. Is a good one. I found that rather amusing, most definitely. Conan O'Brien does a feature called Clueless Gamer on his oh, late night yeah. cable TV show. <laughs> Go watch the one for Call of Duty Advanced Warfare. That's a pretty funny one. So you good. gotta get across the street! <laughs> Five hours later. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, that would be my recommendation. And that's all we really have to cover on this episode. It's a lot, I know. But, mm-hmm. you know, 
things happening in the Smash Brothers world, whether it's drama on the Project M front, or new releases on that same front, or Super Smash Brothers for Wii U out this week in North America. It's crazy. It, it just all comes up so fast. Looking forward yeah. to playing that when I come over again at Christmas. Yes, definitely. Because I and, definitely won't be playing it beforehand. And you did not want to necessarily take up the challenge on Smash 3DS. So... I have all, to still unlock the rest of the characters. So for all the I, talk you had earlier... I told you, I am a terrible person, and I do too many things to concentrate on one thing. I'm terrible. So <laughs> our Smash Gauntlet will have to be had for another time. It will be had. It will be had. So... On that bombshell, <laughs> it's time to end. With that, I'm Peter. I'm Miles. I'm Rachel. And we're out. Thanks for listening. Find out more about this show and other podcasts at the Show Me Your News Network, where you can embrace your inner nerd over at showmeyournews.com. Fans can interact with other sminjas at the friendliest community on the net at showmeyournews.com slash forum. Show me the news! So, I don't know, do we have to expose since we're part of game journalism and ethics in game journalism now that we're dating... Oh, no. Do we have to, have to talk about it? I could always say it, you're my bitch. <laughs> it's the other way around. <laughs> so that's uh, really no change. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't yeah. think, I don't think the people in the, the game occasion, I don't think they really care. Uh, probably not for, I mean, if you look at it a different way, you'll you know, show me your news is your baby, but I'm more famous on the Twitch. That's true. Oh. Eh. Oh, I just Swing thought it'd be amusing because if if we consider ourselves in game journalism, whatever that means, because it's such a oddly defined phrase, eh. even yeah. you know, just you know, covering game news, and it's just like, oh, there's talk of disclosure and things, and but this is not for profit, really. So no, not really. Oh, and I just found out you can go full random on All Star. Nice. I, thought, I don't know why, but I thought you were about to say, I just found out, you can go fuck yourself. <laughs> <laughs> that that was the, you know, the backup line. That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I just found out, you can go fuck yourself. <laughs> <laughs>